one of the most important things is to be able to take on other people's criticism and it might not be right some things that people will say but yeah. everybody has a different perception and everybody will see you in a different way whenever you perform and I think to be able to take on those things and to learn from it and to be able to adapt yourself to that is 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 one of the best things that you can do hello I'm Dave I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together I need to get better please make me better I want to get better, better, better acquainted with you. It probably is going to be a little shorter than an hour, I think, because we're, we're squeezing this one in. So today we're getting better acquainted with Kerry. Hello, Kerry. Hello. <laughs> How do you know me? I know you because we did a podcast together, Sony nominated yeah, with some... Rethink Daily, which was numbers where I played the lead character, Samantha. You were the star. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we met. Probably at a rehearsal. Yeah, I think so. On our first um, our first read through. Yeah. Like you say, that was a Sony nominated podcast. And so we, we went to the Sony radio awards together. It's just probably the first time I've been in a room with so many famous people. <laughs> Which was quite nerve-wracking, I thought. <laughs> How did you find the, the, the Sony Radio Awards? It was lovely. It was really nice. And it was it was brilliant to be somewhere. Because I think we'd, we'd started from... We'd started from a really kind of rough kind of place, I suppose. We, we did the first series together where we were kind of getting more acquainted with the script and the character. And so it was really, really nice because it was very much, I suppose, an organic process yeah. whereby once we got to the second series, we were really able to find the character. The second series work, works better, Really well. Yeah, yeah. No, and so it was, it, was, it was lovely. It was lovely to know that you could start off from somewhere together that was um, kind of very new and develop it together. It was a real achievement. Well, that was was the, I think that was definitely, as a, as a writer of it, I think it, I found the show's voice in the second series mm-hmm. and that helped the actors yeah. to, to do it better. But also I think um, because I'd worked with you in the first series, you know, I, I knew your strengths yeah. and I could play to them, um, which was great. In fact, you, I guess you kind of played a character very much based on myself, but female, which is yes. a strange strange thing. So I got to know very much more about you <laughs> then the as well. I, think, I guess so. <laughs> Going to the Sony Radio Awards was a crazy, crazy experience because I, I remember because I, like, I was in work the next day, you know, hung over at work. Doing, <laughs> I was actually doing a baby rhyme time in the morning. I was like, what the hell is going on? Last night I was in middle of London. But it was, it was an interesting experience. I was, I, the one thing I, I, I discovered when we did it is just how expensive it is to go to awards ceremony. It really is, isn't it? And, 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 and everybody else is getting paid for the BBC, but we were doing an independent podcast. So that was, that was interesting, but yeah. But it was a lovely meal. It, yeah, it was a nice it was meal. Brilliant entertainment. Yeah, it was. It was a well. It was a well. It was a well done show. It was a well done night. Um, it was a shame not to win, but or, or even get a bronze. But it was great to be nominated. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's numbers, and you can find that on www.rethinkdaily.co.uk. Uh, if you want to have a listen to Kerry being a version of me. Um, and the other question I ask people is, what do you do now? Um, at the moment, I am in a three-part harmony group called the Segway Sisters, um, which we've been we've been doing for just over two years now. And um, we're up here at the festival. We've got our first one-hour show, which is the Segway Sisters and Jailbirds. It's on at the Gilded Balloon up until the 28th every night, apart from the 17th, and that's at 10:15 p.m. You got that down. That's good. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got to have. The elevator. Elevator pitch. Yeah, I should say we're in the we're in the Pleasance Courtyard in the in the Edinburgh Festival, which is why you can hear lots of 
people sort of enjoying the festival in the background. <laughs> Do you call yourself an actress or an actor? I prefer the term actress. Me too. Because it's, it's gender specific and yeah. I think also when you're looking for roles as well, I always found you're, you're skimming through the sort of breakdowns and things that you get on various casting websites. And if I see something that says actor, I know not to apply for it and then get a letter saying, oh, you don't fit the role. Yeah, abso- <laughs> absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, I always think as a, as a writer or a director, I mean, uh, you, you know, you can see, take equal opportunities far too far. You can't, you can't cast a man in Lady Macbeth, you know, would be ridiculous. It's one of the few female <laughs> parts. And so you have to be gender specific, I think, when you're advertising for a... For roles. There's some parts that, that wouldn't necessarily matter if it's a man or a woman, no, exactly. and then you could say actor or actress. Yes. But it is a funny thing. But we're supposed to say actor, aren't we, these yes, days? That's, we are, the, yes. that's the thing. So you're an actor, but you're actor or actress, and yeah. you're also a singer. Yes. And you're combining those things together currently in the segue system. Yeah, which is brilliant because it's. I think there's a little bit of everything in the show. It's um, there's a lot of comedy. It's a really, really fun show. It's very, very fast paced. Um, so obviously there's a singing in there because what we do as the segue sisters, we sing in a 1940s classic style. But we'll also we'll cover a lot of songs like Alice Cooper. We'll cover songs from Metallica, Lady Gaga. There's something from every decade um, from the 40s right up until the noughties and it's it's a lot of fun and it's just it's really really nice we really very very good friends we get on very well together and it's it's just lovely doing that and being able to t- incorporate everything that you've learned and everything you enjoy doing just in one show there's character work as well as yeah there? So- yeah and, 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 and did that kind of come organically from your friendship then or? it did I think didn't I think um, if you're in any any group you really need to have that it's so important you have to know each other so well you have to have an understanding because you're working together all the time and I think um, what we have in the show comes from each other and our personalities and it's it's a heightened form of that how long has the Segway sisters been going on going just over two years we got together we had our first gig in April 2009 and then we're always working towards an Edinburgh show we've been touring with Arthur Smith yeah I saw about that we were doing his show here at the Pleasants last year um, Arthur Smith's called up shambles and that was that was great it was lovely because we did quite a few guest spots last year as well and um, we are sponsored by Segway as well which is the motorised vehicle that are a lot of fun so you'll find us um, around there on the meadows which is fun we're hoping to get them in the show at some point but um, yeah no they're great, great you, you sort of, <laughs> they look they look really fun yeah they're great how did it come about then the Segway sisters did somebody suggest it or well basically Harry and I had worked together in an Edinburgh show in 2009 two Edinburgh shows there she was also working with Charlotte at the same time Charlotte and Carrie had discussed that they wanted to get together and do some singing and like, do, do a trio as yeah. such so we all kind of got together and we had a, a gig booked in and um, it all went that we had a we had a brilliant first gig it was at the Albany and it just it just went from there just been working with some really really great people yeah yeah and we have fantastic musical director as well Kirsty Newton so yeah it's just been going from there really and your fringe promo video that I've seen it's got, <laughs> it's got lots of stars in it hasn't it it's, 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 in fact it's a bit like being in the, in the, in the uh, Sony Radio Awards it's lo- it was lots of fun we had um, Al Murray Steve First Arthur Smith and uh, Lionel Blair as yeah, well so yeah right. it, was, it was a lot of fun how do. did you get them involved is it just through our Arthur Smith. We knew them, so we asked them to come along, and yeah, they were great. So they were, they were a brilliant part of it. So it's an idea with our 
video, it's that we're robots that we're controlled on stage. So then you've got the difference between on stage and backstage. Yeah. And then this frantic manager, played by Steve First, that we tie up in fairy lights um, towards the end of it. Yeah. And so you've got kind of all the stars in the dressing room and things and various stuff going on there. And how, how do you, like, how do you find it weird to, like, be acting and performing with people that you've seen on TV? I used to, but I don't. I don't so much now. Oh, you get, it's getting old hat now. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, I suppose so. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like I think everyone we've been working with, they've just been really down to earth, yeah. like really lovely, great people. It's it's just nice. It's just nice to be working with people that are fantastic at what they do. I bet. Yeah. I mean, it's a sort of strange thing. Like when you go to occasional things, like the Sony Awards for me, it's like sort of stepping through a TV screen, and I get all kind of confused about how to talk to people. But if you sort of see them on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. then they're just people, you know. Yeah. And I know they're just people as well before I go, I'm not like, <laughs> uh, but it's somehow it, it dazzles me a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that you don't, don't feel the same way, that'll, be, that'll probably be beneficial for you. <laughs> you are a working actor at yes. the moment, yep. um, are you, you, do you have to have a day job at the moment? Yeah, I do, um, I'm very lucky actually, I work for um, a media company, it's quite a small independent company in London. And um, they're, they're, they're very, very good with me because I started working there just for a month. I think after like a couple of days, they asked me if I wanted to be permanent. So I was like, oh, I can, but obviously I'm going to have to work around my gigs a lot, which they've been very, very good at. It's been quite difficult yeah, <laughs> over the moment good. going at Swedenborg it's been very, very busy. But um, no, they, they've been very good and I've been very lucky. As an actor, you'll have done loads and jo actress, I should say, the one that you prefer. An actress, you have, will have done lots of jo jobs to, to, to get by, I imagine, yes, as well. Yes, lots of different jobs. No, I've worked in lots of different things, done lots of promotion work. Um, I used to work on a various different beauty counters as that's well. That's right, when I first met you, that's yes, what you were doing. Yes, so that was fun. I used to spray perfume and make people buy it, which was great. <laughs> good, good, good preparation for if you ever get kind of advert gigs, I guess. Actually, at that time, were you doing some, you were doing some modelling, weren't you? Um, I used I to figure modelling. Figure modelling, that's the right. London College of Fashion. So it was. It that's was, right. For fashion people. Yeah. So you'd kind of stand there. It was. It was closed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You'd all stand there in various different poses, and um, people would draw you just to get their students used to kind of working on the human body and how it works with sort of clothes and things and how they. And did you find that like like to me? I would hate to be stood there with loads of people drawing me. Like I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not very. It's a, it's, it's a bizarre thing. I think I would probably recommend it to everybody because you're kind of stood there in the middle, kind of doing various different kind of poses, like fashion poses and things. But um, yeah, no. I mean, people are just drawing you. You kind of see yourself more as an object, I suppose, okay. rather than <laughs> anything else. But um, no. Because I mean, what I what I would be nervous about, what I wouldn't like is I don't really necessarily like the way I look, so I wouldn't want to sort of have, be the focus of attention and have everyone. It's funny actually because you you look at the pictures afterwards that people have drawn, and you notice that nobody nobody really sees you the same, which is really interesting. That must be really interesting. Yeah, really yeah. interesting. So, yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's just like, oh, some people think that my arm looks like that, so some people enjoy it a different way. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just perspective, I suppose. And that's cool. I mean, as a as, a, as an actress, I guess there's a the, the issue of how you look is something that you have to consider, I yes, guess. Yes, it's definitely in your casting. Yeah, I mean, do you find that kind of a pressure, or are you cool with it, or can you, you know, how, how do you find it? I think 
actually, um, I'm a lot more comfortable with it since I went to drama school than I was before. Because I think you're, with me, I mean, I don't know, I can speak for everybody, but um, kind of just you to see yourself as a brand and how you can be marketed, the type of character you're, you're going to be doing and that's um, the way in which you act fits. Yeah. And so you can sort of make your appearance slot into that. Yeah, and yeah, exactly, and, and that's a way to sort of be yeah, com comfortable totally. and yourself. Yeah, because you do, you have to be yourself, and I think that's a really strong part of what acting is. Obviously, you're playing lots of different characters, but you need to know who you are, and you need to be comfortable with with who you are, and yeah, you need I mean, to be marketed. Makes a lot of sense. So you began your life on a farm, didn't you? I did, I did, because I I grew up in in Cheshire, and my um, dad had an arable farm. It was lovely because we, we grew up in the countryside. I had three older brothers, and um, we'd, we'd do silly things like we'd get in trouble for making death slides in the barn and stuff. And it, was, it was just really <laughs> nice, just a space kind of quite innocent in a way. But um, yeah, no, it was lovely. What was, it, what was a death slide? How did that work? <laughs> it was just a very dangerous slide. Um, it's um, a death slide. You have like a, a cord that goes from one side to the other, and you kind of hang on the Oh, on a rope? Yes. Wow. Cool. Yeah, so that's slightly dangerous, but um, yeah, no, it was fun. I kind of got quite a few bangs on the head, I think, from being <laughs> naughty and climbing. Once an elevator extension shaft fell on my head, but um, it only chipped the side, so that was fine. <laughs> and, and so you're, were your parents working on the farm and you were playing there? Or? My dad was, yeah. My, my two older brothers have gone into the farm, um, and... Yeah, I was very much a little bit of a tomboy. Um, used to go around on, on the farm and kind of sit in the tractor and things while they were farming, which is quite a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but no, it was lovely. I mean, we kind of had a lake by us so we'd go canoeing and, and things. And you so say your early life it was rural and yes. it was you were a tomboy. Yes. How did a rural tomboy decide to go and become a metropolitan actor? <laughs> I don't know. I think um, like growing up on a farm, it's it's such a strong part of who I am, and I'm really, really happy to have had that. I feel so like really, really privileged to have grown up where I've had the freedom to kind of be in an open space yeah. where you, you really can just be your own personality. Because like it was, you, we could just go go for walks. We could go out. Play and we just we'd had a really really nice childhood I think and kind of growing up in a big family as well you sort of learn to adapt very well I think one of my roles in the segue is I, I get hit a lot and I do think that's part of <laughs> having three older brothers that sort of fits into that. So you, you're sort of playing the, lo the lowest the lowest sibling, little so. sibling. Yeah so um, no it was a lot of fun I did um, I did attempt to try farming I think when I was about 15 I asked my dad if I could um, do it as a holiday job but um, I think it lasted all of five minutes and he just said it wasn't really going to work out. What, <laughs> why, why not? What, why, why are you a failed farmer? What, what was um, the... I was a failed farmer. Well I got on a, I got on a tractor right. and um, we were going to do um, something called um, rotaring where um, you kind of got this farming equipment on the back of your trailer that kind of put into the 
sword, so to speak. Okay. And um, yeah, so I was kind of driving that along, and my dad just said, "Right, okay, off you go." So I was driving this tractor, and then just like, "No, Kerry, no, you're supposed to be steering it that way." No, look, just no. This this isn't going to work out. Didn't really want me to. So you be, be taught how to do it. It's just you, want, to you expected you to sort of have a kind of instinct for the, the know, tractor. Yeah, but I just didn't have an instinct for the tractor. Okay. Unfortunately. Did your so did I your brothers did your brothers <laughs> yeah did your brothers have an instinct for the tractor? Do you think? Yeah. Was everyone supportive? Yeah, they were. I think they were quite, as, as most parents are, they were um, a little bit terrified of me. Yeah, it's not really... to go into acting. It's not a financially uh, no, no, <laughs> lucrative <not at> career. <laughs> but um, no, they're, they're very supportive now. Um, and also, I think, because I, I went to university before, I did um, a theoretical drama degree there, um, specialised in radio production, which is why I absolutely loved working on the radio show. Yeah with you from numbers um, and no they've, they've been very good because um, I think that's one of the joys I think of of acting is that you do have to do so many different jobs and that's part of the fun of it and I think that's part of learning to adapt because because acting is one of those things where you know it's, it's brilliant when you're working and you'll have the most wonderful experiences you'll meet the most incredible people because they've had such varied experiences as well um, and I think one of the nicest things is, is as you've said about the Sony Awards, going off and doing something that's sort of out of the ordinary, yeah. that, that breaks you away, gives you this sense of freedom, and then going back to your day job, which is very structured. And I really love that. I kind of really love flitting between the two. That's interesting. I mean, that's how I've been feeling coming back to the Fringe, because I haven't mm. been to the Fringe in years. And okay. what I like about it is it's like, it is like, a different world everything's about art and theatre and stuff and it's yeah. exciting and then you go back and the city goes back to normal everything goes back it's like a kind of holiday away from reality and I guess I guess that's kind of a little bit how being an actor or an actress is that you go and that's a it's the same as being a writer you, you go on when I'm writing I'm, I'm kind of on holiday from reality and then I come back uh, and sometimes that can be a good coming back and sometimes it can be a, oh I don't like life as much as I like writing and I, I guess that might be the case for, for acting as well I guess. Yeah. When did you decide to be an actress? It's something I always wanted to do I think from about seven I, I loved it I loved doing I think even from um, when you're doing school plays so I think I was sort of quite character I think as a child but then I was also very very shy right. and I got to about seven I think I, I think with everybody it depends kind of who you're with at the time yeah um, kind of on how you behave towards different people but I think I was quite a quiet child um, and it was just I, I, I loved that I loved going on stage and I loved being somebody else and going into something that was completely different it was like a real real sense of, of freedom and also, I think I think when you're when you're growing up, you're in, when you're in youth theatre or you're doing plays at schools, you always notice that um, sort of you'd have like these relationships with with people outside, kind of when you're in your classroom. Once yeah. you get onto stage and once you start rehearsing with people, all of those things are broken down. So you cannot get on with somebody um, outside a rehearsal. Um, you know, you can be the person that doesn't really have many friends or anything, and then you can get into a rehearsal room, and it's like everybody's the same. Yeah. You, and it's it's just the most remarkable thing. That was, I mean, that, I think that was that's how my experience definitely was mm. that that I wasn't very popular in school, but then when I 
went into the drama room yeah. suddenly it was yeah everything was equalised yeah and, it really is yeah and when you and when you're sort of as well when like you say when you're when you're doing a scene with someone it's quite intimate you have to get to know what makes the other person tick and I think mm. that that gives you empathy with them then and it helps you to get on with them in a way that you, you might not have had before that kind of experience mm-hmm. I think I mean that's how I'm finding these interviews a little bit like the, the process is sort of getting to know people better is is, is, is yeah putting myself in their position and I think I guess having acted that helps me to, to do these interviews a little bit hopefully if I'm doing them well we'll see um, <laughs> there was no great big moment it just was always something that you wanted to do is there a kind of moment in your childhood that sort of symbolises why you want to be an actor or actress or? I think it's just it's just something you always know you want to do I know with some people they'll they'll kind of find that sense that that's what they want to do a lot later on yeah I think for me that's just the way it was. I just couldn't imagine doing anything else. And I think you can you can enjoy doing lots of other careers. And I've 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 learnt that obviously. I think, um, but it's it's always really nice to like find lots of things that you really really enjoy. Yeah. And you know even if you've got a day job that you really enjoy, you, it, it's still nice to kind of do something that's totally different. No, it's weird because it, I think. That's how I feel about writing, really. It's, it is just something I've always yeah. been and always done. Yes. And I mean, it's just who you are. When I do these conversations, a lot of the time, if it's someone creative, I I do say, "When was the moment that you?" And sometimes that can that can create a, a you know they've got a really good story for it. Um, but but I don't think I would have a good story if someone asked me. You know, I would have exactly the same. I'd be like, "Well, it's just it's this kind of you know it's like when when did I first start breathing? You know, uh, that's just who I am." Yeah. So you, you were, but you were shy as a child, were you? I think, I think so. I think I was very naughty up until about <laughs> seven, and then um, I think I was quite, I was quite loud at home, and then I think as I got older, I became quite quiet. Oh, right. But I mean, it depends. It was totally depended on who I was with. So yeah. I think in in a drama class, I'd be very loud. And, so it allowed you to sort of keep yeah. expressing your, your sort of naughty side without yes. getting into trouble. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, so, um, but you were, but I mean, there's a, and you were also a tomboy. Yes. So I guess when you hit adolescence, though, you stopped being a tomboy, or was that, did that come yeah, later? Yeah, gradually. Yeah. Gradually, I think so. Um, it's like, I ended up going to um, girls' school from about 11. Um, I think which was quite sensible because I mean I was on when I was at primary school I was on the boys football team I just didn't really get on with girls that well I found them to be kind of quite um, quite catty I suppose in a way. but um, I think when I when I when I changed school I think that was a really good thing for me because I mean you can still I mean you can just kind of learn to get on with people but because it is quite difficult when you've grown up in a family that's so male-dominated. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Trying to balance the microphone. <laughs> ah. That might be what it was. There we go. I've been worrying about the microphone, and it's because I've not oh. had the not had the uh, headphones in properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. user issue, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. IT22. Exactly right. Well, that's but that's that, that's a nice reassurance to me that, that I've, I've caught a lot more than I was fearing. So you went to a girls' school and that yes. helped you to get on with girls. I think so. Which is 
which is nice. Some people find it the other way around. I think yeah, that, 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 that if you've got a problem with cattiness and then you go to a girls' school, that could be a disaster. So that's yeah, quite. Yeah, I think I went to quite a nice one. So yeah. that was that was good. It seems kind of contrast from a tomboy to an actress because actresses. One of the things that you are selling, I guess, is femininity. Do you know what I mean? Like you are, you know, the Segway Sisters. You're, it, it's about girls, isn't it? You're, you're, you know, you're you're doing three part female harmony. I guess you're you're dressing up. You're you're looking feminine and all that stuff. Was that a, a natural progression, or from did did you sort of did you? I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'm really asking. It just seems a strange uh, journey, and I don't really know the question to ask. I mean, I guess. I guess adolescence solves it, doesn't it? Adolescence yeah. is what changes everybody into, uh, yeah. If you're a man, someone who can't think straight, and if you're a woman, someone who can't think straight every month, once. You know, <laughs> I always think men, men probably are, are much much worse for hormones than women because we have them every three minutes or something. <laughs> Acting is is a very social profession. If you were shy when you were younger, has that kind of helped you to become more social? Um, um, quite as as a child, yeah. I think I was kind of quite naughty, yeah, <laughs> and a bit of a character. But then I became quite shy. Was that a teenage then? Um, no, I think it's kind of sort of from the age of about nine, probably right. onwards. Okay. Um, and then um, yeah, I suppose I was kind of quite quite quiet around certain people. But then if I was in a room with people I was very confident with and comfortable with, then I could be myself and be quite silly. Um, but I think with everybody, like with a, with a lot of performers, you, you do get that. Everybody's got a quiet side. Yeah, I think a lot Definitely. of people, one of the reasons, uh, one of the big reasons that people become actors is often shyness or, yeah. or, and, 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 and that sort of thing. I, I certainly think, as a, for, for me, I'm, I'm, I think I'm... It, nobody, nobody believes it when I say it, but I think I'm quite shy in some ways, or quite um, socially fearful. Yeah. And so performing has certainly enabled me to, to conquer yeah, some of those things definitely. at times, or, or at least while I'm on stage. Yes. Um, and that's that's the key. You went to drama yes, school. I did. Um, I went and did um, a postgraduate with an MA musical theatre after university. So I was there for four terms. So it's like fanciful September to September. And it was brilliant, it was one of the most fantastic experiences, it was a lot of work and I think one of the things when you're, when you're going into full-time training that's the most difficult is just being able to take on criticism and knowing not, I think for me it wasn't so much having to work on my weaknesses as a performer, but things like changing your personality so that you can kind of hone yourself into character to be sold as and seen as the performer that you know, casting agents when you when you come up with an audition that people can see that you're, you're likeable and you so know, kind of audition techniques yeah. yeah that sort of thing but I think in a way it's almost like you, you have all these habits and all these things that are a part of your personality and then you realise that oh this this can come across badly I'll, I'll need to change that I think that was the thing that I found quite difficult I think which everyone finds quite yeah. difficult. And then I mean there's the things you don't even think about. It's like physicality, like your natural physicality. That you, you kind of have to be broken down a lot, go, go back to neutral and then work on where to go from there. Do you think everybody can learn that? Yeah, I do. I think 
I think if there's something that you really, really want to do, then one of the most important things is to be able to take on other people's criticism. And it might not be right, some things that people will say. Yeah. Everybody has a different perception and everybody will see you in a different way whenever you perform. And I think to be able to take on those things and to learn from it and to be able to adapt yourself to that is... is is one of the best things that you can do. Definitely. I mean, I, I would say that across all of the creative mm. arts, I definitely would say learn early to take notes. Yeah. This is, it's a hard thing to do. It, is hard. it, it took me a long time mm. to, and I, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these, I'm one of these very annoying people who gets the notes, and then I'll, I'll, I'll make all of the changes, but not necessarily be good at the time. Still, the next day I'll have some perspective on my notes, but at the time I still have to fight with the kind of defensive. Yeah. Thing. Do you find that as an actor, that you actress, that when you get notes, it, you kind of take them personally because they're about you? you yeah, know? you can do. You really can do. One of the things that um, one of my like directors at drama school always used to say, brilliant expression, was um, take the note, bitch. <laughs> 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 it was just that when someone gives you a note, don't then um, go on the defensive and go, oh no, but I did this for that reason. Yeah. Just kind of say, oh okay. And, and then and then thinking about it later, yeah. you might not agree with them. You know, that's yeah. that's the other thing. I mean. You kind of have to go both ways. That you have to take the notes, but you also have to learn to only take the right notes. Exactly. And that's really hard to do. Yeah, it is. But I mean, it's just—it's just one of those things that you have to do. I think it's so easy, kind of, as people that we get on the defensive and we get offended. When when someone gives you a note, it's it's just—it's for your for your good, really. There is this strange thing with notes, though, as well. Though, if I give ten people the same, say, short story, they'll all give me opposite notes they'll say okay. some people say I love that bit and other yeah. people say they hate that bit I mean did you get that in, 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 in the I way you, so. your notes I mean come? I think it's good I think like, the more notes you get and the more ideas you get from people you can kind of formulate um, kind of what most people like so you can see most people will like this certain point and say okay that's that's fine most people seem to like yeah. this part of what I'm doing so I can I can work more on that but I mean you'll get different ideas from from everyone yeah. about lots of different things because because people have different tastes not everyone's going to like what you're doing because that would just be impossible because everyone's very different they like different things and I think you really have to take that on yeah. um, in criticism and not take things personally. You can't please everyone, can exactly, you? And, and you have exactly. to sort of work out who your audience yeah, is. I exactly. guess you're doing that with Segraces. Yes, yes. I mean, who is who is, who is is the ideal audience for the Segraces? It, do you know, it really, really varies. It really varies. Um, we find kind of dads really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think, because we also, we, um, our audience, because we sing songs from so many different periods, yeah, but yeah. in that classic 1940s style, that, I mean, we get a lot of people that are kind of metal fans that, that like what we do when yeah, we sing Metallica and we do Guns N' Roses, and, and that goes down really well because it's singing something that's familiar in a different style. And then you can put very much into kind of 1940s style of singing that will, will really enjoy what you do as well. And so do, do you guys have a musical director or do you yes, do that do. yourselves? Oh, yeah. you do? Good. I was going to say, you need an outside ear for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's great. So we work with Kirsten. She's, she's, she's brilliant. A lot of the time as an actress, you're doing, like, for example, in numbers, you were reading my words, you, yes. you were taking somebody else's direction. There was a little bit of collaboration because both myself and the director are very kind of uh, yes. 
are, are interested in collaboration yeah. and I think and that, that's something I would always advise all yeah. writers and directors listen to your act- actresses and actors and see what they're saying and see what works and I mean I changed a lot of the dialogue based on the way yeah. that you delivered it and that was really great and in fact we did that more with the second series yeah, so that's, that's probably true. another reason why the second yeah. series worked better but even then I mean in that you, you weren't like with the Segway Sisters you're an active creator of the, the content that you're doing as well aren't you you're, you're kind of would you, would you call yourself like write, devising it, writing it or something? Or? Um, for our script for um, Jailbirds, that's been written by Carrie Marks and the Segway Sisters. And we've been working on um, the characters and things in the rehearsal process together. So you sort of devised it within the rehearsal process. It's like you've come up with your character from you. Is that a different experience from when you go in and you have to do what the script says and you have no freedom to change things? Oh no, I think there's, there's definitely freedom... No, there is in Segway Sisters, but yeah. I mean in other gigs, when you've done other, oh, okay. other roles. What I'm saying is this role you've got now seems like a, a very open role. You've got a lot of collaboration and uh, creativity to put through. Yeah. That won't always have been your experience, I would imagine. No, not always. I think you can, with certain things, I think it's just knowing where to gauge it, really. Yeah. Because um, you'll find... I think it's very different when you're write, when you're doing something that's new writing. Yeah. Um, your writer will be a lot more. will be a lot happy to kind of take on. Yeah, yeah. Ideas, particularly if you're going from the beginning. I think with numbers like we did, um, we were kind of shaping characters and things together. So it's really nice to take on other people's ideas. I think if you're working on, obviously, if you're working on a text where it's been written very specifically yeah. and you know it's been published as well. You can't change that. You though. can't change that. No. Which do you prefer? I've always really enjoyed being a part of new writing, and I think that's more what I've been doing. I think I love going from the very beginning and doing something that's new and having a part of that. Having you, you feel much more. In a way, I suppose, kind of when when you're doing new writing, you know that it's going to be developed after that they're going to keep doing rewrites and that's going to come from your rehearsal process from that and then it'll be developed from that and I think that's lovely I think that's really is a a nice way for you to really feel like you're not just an actor you're a part of the whole process and that's lovely and I think that's kind of what performing yeah absolutely and 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 have you been to a lot of auditions in your life yes and (laughs) How do you find auditioning? It's a bizarre thing. It depends what you audition for. I mean, some auditions you'll you'll go along to, and you'll have a really nice time. You'll really enjoy yourself, and you'll be with um, a panel that's kind of very friendly, like really, really helpful, and they they get the best from you. And you you just have a nice time, have a nice chat. It's lovely. And you'll come out and feel a lot better. Um, kind of, I think when I first started auditioning, kind of straight after drama school, I found it absolutely terrifying, but brilliant to go to. And it was, I think, the more you do, the more you kind of get used to it. You get used to being put in all different because because no audition is the same. No, no. You're put in all different situations. You're asked to do various different things, and it can be quite can be quite worrying. Can be quite scary. I guess as a woman you probably have like sort of awkward sort of situations sometimes as well like, like I've heard some bad stories about <laughs> you do generally tend to get a lot more women 
than men auditioning. Yeah. So it's like I think particularly if you're going for something like um, something if you're going for like a panto tour or something, you, you're where it will be a group audition. Anything where you've got a group audition, it's like you're looking around. It would really be about four guys, three parts, and then the rest is all female. Like, oh, that's okay. generally the way. That's generally the way. Like, I, when I did theatre at university, there was hardly any men mm. compared to women, so it was great for the guys. We always had a part, <laughs> but but yeah, harder for the for, for, for all the girls battling it out for yeah. the roles. Have you got a horror story audition story that you are prepared to share? Oh gosh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always like the auditions where I don't know for some reason you just kind of forget the song you're doing. It's oh like, god. I just get nervous. And then you're walking, it's like, hello, what's your name? It's like, oh, hello, my name's Kerry. And today I'll be singing. You'll just have a mental block oh and god. have to look at the script and go, oh, okay, that's the song, which always looks always looks good, doesn't it? Um, or just have, um, I know, I've had a few words. Sing a song halfway through, you've just completely forgotten what you're singing. It's weird, the human brain is so weird. I mean, I've I've even had that experience because these days I work with kids under five and I do songs and stories with them. I've even forgotten, I've completely forgotten, like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, like in front of a group of 30 children. You know, I've completely forgotten the tune, the words, and I should know it. Obviously, I've been singing it since I was a child, it's been in my head since I was a child. (laughs) You just have these blocks sometimes when the pressure gets on. What advice would you give to people in terms of how to audition? I would just say, be confident, be yourself. Make sure that your, your personality comes across, because that's the most important thing. People are wanting to know who you are, and that's how they'll cast you. And just enjoy yourself, because I think if you don't enjoy it, then that will never come across I think I think your performance really shines through when yeah. you really love what you're doing and that's what people like to see well playing is I mean it's playing isn't it it's like that, that's where the yeah. play comes from and that's the, the nice thing about uh, performing I find is that it is kind of it's exciting and it's fun and it should be it should yeah. remain fun. even if you're doing a really depressing state of the nation piece or whatever you can still have fun with it that's yeah. definitely I love love that element which there was more of that in everyday kind of <laughs> office environments. Um, <laughs> you're, we're in the Edinburgh Festival now. Yes, I've And have you been, you've been to the festival as a performer before? Yes, it's my fifth festival. Fifth, is that, so you're a, vet, you're a hardened veteran. <laughs> um, well, the first time I came to the Fringe, I was 18, and I was um, in a musical. And then the next time I came back was in 2009 when I met Carrie and Charlotte. Oh right, there you go. Yeah, so. And you're and you're and you're flyering your show as well as, yes. as performing it yes, as as everybody does. Yes. Um, and so it's quite. A, are you finding the the regime quite grueling already? It's okay. It's not. I think it's really important when you're in a show to market it yourself as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got a flying team and they're fantastic as well. But I think it's it's so important because you know it's. No one really knows your show as well as you do. You're the best advert for it as well. You are your show. You can sing, you can can do it all. You've got an invested interest in it as well. And I think that's really important. And I think it's it's really nice actually when you're kind of um, flying and you'll see kind of a lot of very kind of established acts that will be flying their own show. And I think that's that's so nice because, you know, it shows they're, they're in it. They want to market their own show. 
Well, that's what I like about Edinburgh. It's so organic. You see people down the street and they're all promoting their own show yeah. and it's like a reverse mirror world. And I don't mind being given flyers. I'll take them all. I won't necessarily go to them all because there's, there's a lot you get. Yeah. Around about the end of the episode, I ask people, do you have anything to plug? So we've plugged a lot of the Segway Sisters and I'll be putting a link to, to the Segway Sisters and all that <laughs> stuff on the show. I mean, is there anything else that you want to uh, plug, either of your own or of other people's? Can be at the fringe, could be anywhere. Um, I would recommend. There's going to be quite a lot of things actually on, which um, where you'll get to see lots of different acts, lots of different shows, like showcases. Yeah, yeah that's great. There's um, there's a show on called the Great British Sketch Off, where they'll have lots of different teams, like sketch groups from the comedy circuit, lots of different comedians, where they'll mix them all up into different teams, yeah. and they'll get together to do a sketch. That's on every Friday. That's on at the Pleasants. Try to really recommend. And what's next for the Segway Sisters after after the Fringe? Or are you, are you we're just doing, well, we're going to be doing like a, a little mini tour in, in Wales, and then we've got some other gigs lined up. But I think we'll we'll see what happens. Really. Yeah. The Segway Sisters are on Twitter, aren't they? Yes, we are at the Segway Sisters. Do you have a website as well? We do. It's www.thesegwaysisters.com. Are you on Facebook or anything like that? We are, yeah, the wow. Segway Sisters. So they can like it on Facebook and yes, check it they out. Can. So they can find us, they Google us. Because our spelling of Segway Sisters is S E G U E, so lots of people call us Seg or Segway, which is quite a fun one. Yeah, it, it, is, that, <laughs> is that Segway? That's not. It's a musical Segway. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not the same spelling as the Segway. It's not the Segway vehicle. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, not a, it's not a bike, is it? It's a bit. There's no pedals or anything, you just sort of glide. It's been a real pleasure getting better acquainted with yeah, you. It's, it's been a more of a kind of time, 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 <laughs> time limit, limited one, which is to be expected in the middle of the fringe. And thanks very much for finding some time to talk to me. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I, we both, got, well, I've got to definitely rush off uh, in a minute, so I'm, I'm sorry to not be able to spend any time off Mike. It's been one of the few conversations I've done with someone where it's been like, hello, haven't, you, haven't seen you in ages, let's stick the microphone on, and, uh, and yeah, Thank let's go. Show. You can go to soundcheck, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been brilliant. Um, so the last thing I say to people is, uh, do you want to say goodbye to the audience? Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook, it's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted. Coming up on Friday, a very special episode of Getting Better Acquainted. Me and some great friends go on a journey to the Edinburgh Festival where we have some conversations, tell some stories and review some shows. And, you know, somewhere along the way, I think I learnt a few things as well. Hope you enjoy it. See you then.